Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. A lot of people consider that the second greatest radio team in Minnesota history. Mackey and Judd. Behind (laughs) Joe and Pat. On 1500 ESPN. They call him Superstar. He's dumb, 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 dumb. A muscle-bound meathead He's dum-dum-dum-dum He was a long snapper He's dum-dum-dum-dum Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I snap in 98 He's dum-dum-dum-dum 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 He's on the air right now. He's dum 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 dum. Mackie and Judd. Little remix there with the actual voice of the superstar Mike Morris. I love that. That's that's catchy. Every time you play it, it catches on a little bit more. I think it does. Yeah, a little bit like gonorrhea. Wow. Yep. I've got that You'd, right now. You would know. Yeah. Oh, do I? And the scape, scorching case of herpes I've got right now. Uh, it's we, horrible. We showed you the video of Judd fulfilling one of his uh, lost football <laughs> bet punishments on the show. Judd Zilgad spent the morning doing male yoga with a Michael Myers mask on. So people can find those videos all over the 1500 ESPN social pages. But how terrified are you now, Star? I was in, I was, I was fine when I came in and sat down. And I, like I saw mask. that and I thought, here. We were talking about creepy stuff already, as as we will do when I come in here and sit down and get ready to start the show with you guys. But then you showed me that on your phone, and I was instantly creeped out. And I'm glad I sit on the other side of this desk from you. Yeah, the the meditation music was really a nice touch here. <laughs> I felt I felt like when I had the mask on and the hood on my Western Conference All Star hoodie pulled up, it got really creepy. That would do it. And then I got notes asking why I, I dress like a 15-year-old when I come to work, and I said, because I can. I think you should, in, in general, avoid the downward dog pose just from now on. Oh, I would agree. Especially around law enforcement. Okay. But I tried it once, and it uh, I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah. Downward dog, not for you. No, no it's Just not. Uh, be, not. be the standing up dog. <laughs> You're as creepy as you are. Leaning up against the chain link fence at a high school football game. I was going to say, can we get back to pe- me going to high school events? Yeah. So the, the peacoat, so the gray sweat. So the wife left town today, and I'm giving serious thought to, to going to a high school hockey game tomorrow. Do you think that's a bad idea? Which high school hockey oh, game? We need details. Wow. 
I got to find one that's close to me in the park, and it'll be either St. Louis Park or Benilde or perhaps Minnetonka, which isn't too far. But by you're yourself? going. Yes, that's mm. how I go. I go by myself in my pea coat. Oh boy! And I stand against a wall and just watch the game. That's I, creepy. Yeah, I think these are very difficult times to be borderline creepy that's in this country creepy. right that's now. Pretty, yeah, that that fits every description of creep that there is. <laughs> I'm not harassing people. Well, I'm not causing them any distress or despair. I don't know about it's that. It's not like I'm trying to talk to the kids. Okay, will you do us a favor? I just get some popcorn and stick it in my mouth. Uh, Even just saying that sounds creepy. Yeah, I, I, get the, I get the oh. popcorn. You don't stick popcorn in your mouth. You eat sure. popcorn. No, you take you a, don't stick it in your mouth. You That's disgusting. Fist, you take a fist that sounds disgusting. You take a fistful of popcorn oh, and shove it in your mouth. Yes. Oh. Uh, what needs to happen for you to wear the Michael Myers mask and a large <laughs> coat to a high school hockey game tonight and just walk around slowly, not uh, speaking just to sticking anybody? Popcorn in your mouth. <laughs> Bail. That's what needs to happen. Bail money. <laughs> <laughs> Bail. Oh, I would hate for my, my wife to get God. the call that her husband's been incarcerated. Ooh. Oh, my God. Now, the Michael yeah. Myers mask and the popcorn and the pea coat all might get me incarcerated. That would, that would distress some people, I think. I, I don't think parents. That would be harassment. I don't think parents would be too excited to see me at their kid's high school game with that get up on. No. It, it's not funny. Yeah. They'd say, John, take, take the mask off. <laughs> it's not funny. This is creepy. Yeah. Go, go up to the concession stand and yeah. say, I'd like to order a large popcorn, extra butter, so I can stick it in my mouth. <laughs> oh. I don't really eat popcorn so much as I just consume it. <laughs> there you go. Through, uh, uh, is, oh, I'm big on that. Is Footlong the longest hot oh, dog boy. you serve at these concession stands? <laughs> Spare me the bun. Zolgad, four, comma, 48, comma. Oh, my God. Spent five years at the station. <laughs> He'll be off the air for a long time now. Hey, who wants to talk Vikings? Oh, hey, how about hey, the, the Vikings play this weekend? The Viking dis- Panther game. Dave didn't chime in this whole time. I'm I very know. disappointed. No, Dave jumped out the window, actually. His body <laughs> yeah. is in the parking lot. He knows better. Yep. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Join that conversation. Uh, here's a question for you. Yep. So uh, Judd and, uh, and Collar did this on their Purple Podcast. We did a segment on it last hour. If you were to put your opposing coach thinking cap on, and come up with a way to stop the Vikings' offense and or put a dent in the Vikings' defense. What would your best strategies be to take the Vikings down? How would you how would you okay. how would you beat the Vikings' defense and how would you fluster the Vikings' offense, which hasn't happened much at all this season? It would have been easy in the in the uh, very first couple of games, wouldn't it? It's stop the running game and make K- Case Keenum beat you, right? It's, yeah, that's not the case now. Get it? It's just not. I think last week against um, uh, um, yeah Atlanta, Atlanta they tried to shut down and did a pretty good job of shutting down Adam Thielen for a while. Mm-hmm. And then Murray's come to life. He's got almost 600 yards, by the way. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. So I, that, that's a great point. I, I guess you would always think that maybe you could blitz and put uh, you know uh, the quarterback under duress and get him off his mark, but that really hasn't worked because the offensive line is... Hold them off. We've seen every every blitz package there is. So, you know, good luck on that. I mean, they're one of the better teams, and I, I'll tell you what. If you can stuff the run, uh, I think that's your best chance is to stop our running game, uh, which I think is still somewhat, you know, under par. And 
just do the best job you can on those on those targets that he's throwing to because that's the way it's going to have to happen if you're going to beat him, I think. We talked about uh, the, the potential, too, for taking, w- without the bounty in play, taking part of what the Saints 2009 game plan was in the uh, title game there and applying that to Keenum, which is beat Keenum up as much as possible because he does tend to get comfortable. He And, and he does a very good job of almost subtly at times, Mike, shifting around. Like, he's very good. Where Christian Ponder had athletic speed but had no clue where the pressure was and would break down, Keenum does a really nice job. Um, So if you were to, when you get to him, make sure that you hit him as much as possible because there's a lot of guys that miss him or barely or come close. I think that's at least a starting point because you've got to make him start to make bad decisions. You've got to you've got to say to yourself, how do we get the Rams Keenum back here for a half, if nothing else? And no one has done that so far. So I mean, there's got to be some type of game planning that's being missed to a certain degree. I, 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 it's a great question. Number one, it's a great scenario to play that out because it's, it's tough to to defend what we're looking at, even on the Viking offensive side of the ball. And I, I guess if you if you had some shutdown people that could really take Thielen away, and take Diggs away, you know, good luck. But I don't know if you could beat a, you know a, a team with just the running game we have right now. I don't think that would work either. But and then the defensive side, trying to penetrate the defense and trying to work against the defense. I mean, that's that's. I mean, the, the Vikings are number one in the NFL right now in allowing third down conversions. Yeah, like twenty seven percent. Yeah, it's they're number one offensively and defensively on third down, and that's since they started tracking those third down numbers like thirty years ago. That's never happened at the end of a year. No team, not the Cowboys. Not the Patriots has ever led the NFL offensively and defensively on third downs. What I what my my theory on how do you put a big dent in the Vikings defense? And in theory, Cam Newton could do this. I think you have to go eight or nine times deep down the field and almost hope for pass interferences to yeah. chunk, chunk some of the yardage. Probably that that's not a bad thought because I mean, especially the way he's throwing the ball too. I've seen him over the last couple couple weeks. So I'm playing against the Saints. Then I saw the Saints then again last night against Atlanta. By the way, those two teams are better teams than when we played them already. Atlanta actually played pretty well last night defensively. They were they were hot last night. Mm-hmm. They made some big plays. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the Cam Newton, obviously you have to contain him. He's a six foot five, 245-pound quarterback that can run. And you have to contain him, but then you have to have someone spy him in the middle, too, in case he pops out of there. And Zimmer defenses have sacked Cam Newton in the two meetings, once 2014, once 2016, uh, with the, with Zimmer with the Vikings. Twelve sacks of Cam Newton, four interceptions, I want to say, only one touchdown pass, and he hasn't really had much success running. So they've they've done a really good job. I don't, unless unless there's a couple deep balls that go awry for the Vikings defense or... Um, you know, Cam Newton breaks a big run or something, which he could. I feel very confident that Mike Zimmer's defense is going to stop him for for a third time in his tenure here. I agree. I think once Mike gets to know you, he's got your number. I think I think he's got your number, and if he wants to put the brakes on and make an adjustment right in the middle of the first quarter, he can. He's done that to some pretty good quarterbacks too. Yeah. Plus, you also have Matt Khalil out there at left tackle, and he played. Horribly, like the, the last game that I saw, they had a replay game of Carolina against the Saints, and not good, not good at all. Giving up thirty-five I mean, Cam- pressures. Cameron now. Jordan was lining up over there on purpose, yep, just to get over the top of him. And now there's a guy by the name of Griffin 
Not a bad pass rusher. So I, I don't know. I think I think that Cam Newton's going to be under duress to a certain extent all day. Try and run the other way. Try mm-hmm. and you know, break containment from the other side. Get the man child, Daniil Hunter. And so it's, I mean, good luck. The impressive thing to me is is it at least when when we talk about the offense, you you can you can sort of discuss ways to exploit uh, potential problems there. Defensively, I mean, Phil's idea is fine, but that's like a, a on a lark of hey, let's try and expose this by throwing deep, which uh, the which the Steelers did. But because they're so smart, because they're so well run, and because they have a core group of six Pro Bowl players, basically, Mike, there's no like way to say, okay, if you if they play a Tampa two, and since they play the Tampa two, there's a weakness here or or there. The only weakness that existed uh, going back to last year was Barr was having a bad year. So if you could get a tight end or back out against him in in uh, passing situations. You know, Barr might be exposed there, but that's gone now. Barr's playing well. There's no definitive way that I see that you can go into a game and say, we're going to expose the Vikings defense this way. And and e- even if you find something, I'm not convinced they can't adjust to it fairly quickly. That's what I think, too. I mean, twice I mean, now. I think what you do is you, you, you pick on Trey Waynes. But teams are doing that. But and they're trying to do that. And there's an adjustment over the top right away yeah. with the safety for help. And so they cover him pretty quickly too. But you know the Rams, the Rams scripted plays moved right down the field, um, and you said to yourself, "Oh wow, that, right. that's impressive." Plays, and then and they just adjusted. That's it, done deal. Seven points. A really good running back. Uh, you know the quarterback was hot at the time we played him. Yeah, uh, he's got several receivers. Several. I don't know. I, I just think that we're in pretty good shape defensively, and that's what's going to keep us around in any game. From here on out, and who knows how how many games that is now. So it's a it's a it's a good team, and offensively, I you know the running game is I think what you'd like to see, and not not so much passing, because Keenum can throw it. He can throw it, and he's throwing at a very high rate. He's got a ninety eight point six quarterback rating right now. It's like third or fourth in the league. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's amazing. Yep, it's it's been fun to watch, and we we have one thing we brought up three hours ago too is. These are the types of windows that you never know when they slam shut too. So with not only just with your own team, but with the circumstances around you in the NFC that Matt Ryan might miss the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers might miss the playoffs. Russell Wilson is carrying an injured Seahawks team. That's not at full strength. There's only so long that can, that can, that that will last because in the playoffs, they'll, they'll eat that offensive line alive. It doesn't matter who Russell Wilson is at that point. And so, and those teams, teams, like those quarterbacks and those teams are going to, they're going to beef back up 2018 and beyond. So this is kind of your chance, the good circumstances, and you never know the year after. Pat Shermer might be gone. He might have a head coaching job somewhere. Case Keenum might not be this good again going forward. You never know. So take advantage and cash in while you can is kind of the theme here. That's a good point. I mean, I I think that Keenum is also throwing, uh, his percentage is like 67.8. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. he's on on the money, and he's he hasn't taken a lot of a lot of passes or a lot of attempts, but his percentages are, are great for the ones that he's made. It's it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah. He ones right at the top of the receiving list. I mean, funny enough, 
Latavius Murray is is sneaking up very very quietly on the on the rushing lead, uh, you know uh, chart. Collar told me stat uh, d- doing the purple podcast yesterday. I want to say that since like week four or something or week five, Latavius is like uh, I think the stat was third in the league in rushing. Yeah, he's up. He's since that time. He's by far the team leader now too. He's at five seventy two. So he's yeah, almost a six hundred. Yeah. And uh, and Jarek is at four fourteen. Let's do this. We got more Vikings. We can get into uh, superstar Mike Morris is hanging out with us. And uh, you can find us on Vikings Vent Line right after the game this Sunday. So right around 3 o'clock, as soon as the final whistle blows, Vikings Vent Line all over uh, on demand, too. But uh, let's fire up the old game show music here. Ah. And let's go caller number 9. Caller number 9, 651-646-8255, We'll explain uh, what the prizes are and... And by the way, there's going to be more opportunity to win with this game than just whoever gets on the line here. So be listening. You might still have a chance to win a prize, even if you're not the contestant. Mackie and Judd on this Friday. Luther Brookdale Toyota is uh, celebrating one of their biggest events of the year called Toyotathon right now. Toyotathon means huge, huge opportunities for you to get into the Toyota you want during the holiday season and save big money right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale, Toyota. This is the big one, Toyotathon. You can get 0% financing on 15 models, including the incredibly popular RAV4 and some great improved lease specials as well. How about a 2018 Camry with all the technological bells and whistles, all the, the sleek exterior safety features for just $189 per month? Or a 2018 RAV4 for just $199 per month. Also, customer cash is available on 21 different models. Luther Brookdale Toyota celebrating Toyotathon. A great time during the holiday season to get great deals on durable vehicles. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. Mackie and Judd now continue. Get the name right, and then if you're lucky, don't appear. On 1500 ESPN. Game Show Friday! It is Game Show Friday with Mackie and John. Here are your hosts, joined by the superstar Mike Morris. It's Phil Mackie and John Sogan. Yeah, it's a Game Show Friday. Vikings against the Panthers this weekend. Vikings vet line right after that uh, game is over with the superstar Mike Morris and myself. And it's a Game Show Friday, gentlemen. We got all kinds of prizes to give away. Let's uh, let's go through the list here before we get to our contestant and get into this game. Uh, we've got WWE 2K18 for Xbox One. We've got Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 for PlayStation 4 if you're into video games. Uh, Blu-ray combo pack of Logan Lucky starring Chatham, uh, Chatham Tanning. Shannon Tatum, Adam Driver, and Katie Holmes and all kinds of other swag. I'm sure like we all. have some t-shirts and whatever else uh, you'd want to get into. So um, let's get the contestant on the line here real quick. Actually, hold on. Let's because it's this particular contestant. Let's 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 get the game out there first, Dave Harrigan. What game <laughs> are you going to play? Because it's just going to turn into trash talking. And okay, there will be a lot of bad blood in a moment between <laughs> Twins Anonymous and the superstar Mike yeah, Morris. I, I because like him. I like him. He can choose. He can play Stump the Punk, Stump the Slob, or Stump the Superstar. All if, right. it's, if it's him, it's Stump the Slut. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Morris, you really starting to irritate me. <laughs> it's just Anonymous, what's up? How you doing, bud? 
good. I think it's time to pick the super stooge. There it is. Oh, oh he's yeah. picking. So, <laughs> superstar, you're going to leave the room here. Okay. Go get okay. your last okay. trash talk yeah, in uh, and then leave the room. I'll make this fast. I know you got to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Even anonymous like that one. Oh man! All right, let's make All sure right. Star is out of the room. We'll come get you when it's your time. All right, let's make sure he's not pressed up against the door there. All right, Judd, you grab one of these. All right. The way this game works is, Twins Anonymous is going to be asked one, two, three, four, five, six different questions, and then maybe a tiebreaker seventh. General knowledge trivia. And it'll be Twins Anonymous up against Superstar. Superstar will be asked the same questions, but he's out of the room right now, and, uh, and he doesn't know the answers. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's possible that even if he does hear the answers, he'll still get them wrong wow. when it's his time to... I'd say probable. Yeah. Wow. All right. Shall we start, Anonymous? Are, are you ready? Yep, let's go. Okay. In the movie Back to the Future, what speed did the DeLorean need to reach in order to achieve time travel? Oh, jeez, I have no idea. Take a guess. Uh, hmm. Five seconds. Eight, 88 miles an hour. I have no idea. Okay, question number two. We'll go through at the end. We'll go through at the end. Yep. Question number two. What time is it in Phoenix, Arizona right now? Uh, I would say it is 11.22. One ton, one ton is equal to how many pounds? Uh, 2,000. What color bandanas are worn by the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, let's see. They are, one's red. I don't have to name them, right? Uh, just the colors. Okay. Uh, one of them is red. Uh-huh. One of them is blue. One is orange, and I believe the other one is purple. Okay. What vitamin is produced when a person is exposed to sunlight? Vitamin D. Okay. Final question. Wrigley's Juicy Fruit Gum was the first commercial product to include what on the package? Oh, boy. Three seconds. I, I have had no idea. Okay. That's a ridiculous hour. question. That came from uh, Dave Harrigan. Don't intern, intern Charlie fire these up or what? Actually, intern Charlie, we can talk about this later on. Uh, took a big step up in his media career. Yeah, the pole. intern Charlie has leveraged the Mackie and Judd show into a nice little gig. But uh, Twins Anonymous, yeah. you did a pretty good job here. Uh, what a great guess on that first question. Yeah. Just a wild guess. Eighty-eight miles an hour is how fast. Quick on the needed to go. Just a noser right there. What time is it in Phoenix? It's uh, 11, 22, 24-ish. Yeah. Correct. One ton is equal to how many pounds? 2,000. Yes. Right. Uh, what color bandanas are worn by the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Blue, orange, red, and purple. And vitamin D is the vitamin uh, produced when exposed to sunlight. And mm-hmm. the barcode was first on the uh, Juicy Fruit yeah, hell of, of gum. Hell of a showing by Twins Anonymous right there. It is. Let's get superstar Mike Morris back in here with some headphones and try not to show him all yeah, these nope, answers. Oh, no, I got it. But I don't know if he's able to. I don't know what his eyes are like at age 70 now. But um, uh, Is he 70 now? Well, we're not going to tell you what the score is to beat. You're just going to have to do as well as you can, Star. And then we'll tell you at the end if you defeated Twins Anonymous or not. All right? Okay. Pack, pack a lunch, Morris. I did. Three. 
Two are eaten already. You're my third. And he's not necessarily kidding because he loves serial killers and he's a very delicious <laughs> man. You can be my cereal. Oh, <laughs> Twins Anonymous, <laughs> man. You run, run the other way. Uh, run in your smart mouth, Morris, and you'll be munching on a knuckle burger. I'll tell you that right Wow, now. dude. I'm telling you. Now. There we go. What a smart ass you've turned out to be. You sit on an ice cream cone and tell me what flavor it was. <laughs> you might, you must not know this. I'm a heel. You may not know that. Is your butt jealous of all the crap that comes out of your mouth? <laughs> well, your mouth, your mouth knows better. You're talking out of your ass anyway, all day long. Your mouth knows better. Okay. Coming from a guy that looks like a southbound end of a northbound horse. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Uh, you're not feeling well, are you? You got diarrhea of the mouth. Oh well. What right. is going on? Hey, here? I think your mother's calling you upstairs to take out the trash. Hurry up. We'll give you some time to come back down. You think, you Get think out of the basement, is, you creep. You think trash is a household word, Morris? <laughs> you, know what, you know what else is? What's that? Gar garbage, and it stinks when it gets old, too. Your mouth is a dumpster, and it's full of garbage. I'm a heel. I'm telling you, you can't do any better than me. <laughs> let's okay. just do this for another yeah, half yeah. hour. Yeah, let's just, just let's, commercial free. <laughs> Half hour of in, this, just insults. back and forth. Someone of Twins done? Anonymous and Superstar. Oh. All right, here's question one, Superstar. All right, here we go. We'll, we'll see we'll, what happens. <laughs> we'll tell you. We'll, we'll give you the answers as we go, but we'll, we won't tell you how many correct answers you need until the uh, end, okay? Well, it's a lot. It's got me worried. In the movie Back to the Future, yes. what speed did the DeLorean need to reach to achieve time travel? Um... I had to get up to, like, 80, uh, 82 miles an hour. Yeah, that would have run you right into the brick wall. It, it has to get up to 88 miles an hour. You would have just crashed into a tree uh, back in 1955, <laughs> going bad. 82 miles an All hour. All right, I'm six miles an hour off. I mean, hey, come on. Are you ready for your second question? Yeah, go ahead. What the heck? What time is it in Phoenix, Arizona right now? Right this second? Um, I'm saying probably... I think it's probably two, 225. That's 125. <laughs> No, no, it's eleven. It's eleven twenty-seven. Oh wait, it's, it's the other one. It's Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix my Arizona, bad, my bad. all the way to Tacoma. And it's one of those. It's, Phoenix is weird because was, sometimes it's one hour, sometimes it's two hours. Yeah. Daylight savings time. Day. That's what I was worried Correct. about. Uh, one ton is equal to how many pounds? Two thousand. You saw that this morning when you stepped on the scale, didn't you? Jeez. Wow. So did I. I really can't. <laughs> What color bandanas are worn by the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Just need the colors of the four. I don't know, red. Okay. That's one of them. Keep going. Uh, here's a blue. Okay. I would say there's a yellow. Wait, no. no actually, they're they're on black. Black. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, orange and purple. Nah. Would have been the other ones. You, know, Although you would have like, probably known that one for sure, right, dude? I mean, you, you sit at home and watch cartoons all day, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not going down without a fight. I like it. Coming, coming from the guy so dense, he stayed up all night studying for his drug test. <laughs> I was hoping he'd say Richmond, Virginia. I had that time one correct. I was. He had to say. He had to say Phoenix. Well, go ahead. What vitamin is produced when a person is exposed to sunlight? D. Okay. Good. Okay, John. Wrigley's Juicy Fruit Gum was the first commercial product to include what on the package? 
Juicy fruit from Wrigley included something on the package. What was um, it? Yeah, it. it, it uh, wow. Five seconds. Ingredients. I don't know. I don't know. That's barcode. That's a good guess. Uh, a barcode, a barcode. would have been. Oh wow! The correct answer. So superstar, well, I didn't do too good there. Congratulations, superstar! You got two correct answers. You got two right. Uh, Last time I got none right. Just behind Twins Anonymous, who went five for six. Oh, yeah. five, five out of six. six. Yeah. Look at all that time at home. Although, although Anonymous did tell us to question one, I have no idea, and all of a sudden guessed it correctly. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Just saying. Anonymous. He knew 88. Some questions being brought up about that. Yes. He, <laughs> he said it was a dumb question and took a wild guess at 88 miles an hour, which is un oh. an unbelievable guess. Now that pretty, yeah. pretty good. It really is. Hey, that is a dumb question, but not nearly as dumb as Morris. He can't figure out how to make Kool Aid because he can't get can't figure out how to get two quarts of water in those little packets. <laughs> <laughs> you you bought some instant water and didn't know what to add to it. <laughs> this is a Morris. Save your breath, Morris. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. You're going to need it to inflate your date this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't run. I, you know what? I haven't. I need a new one, too, by the way. But I can't find any goats. Inflatable goats. Okay. All right. We're going to end this right See, this now. This is where it gets really Yeah, this is, this is where we all lose our jobs and the station gets fine yeah. and we go off the air. Twins Anonymous, congratulations. Twins Anonymous, good job. You are. Good job. Bye, Bye Anonymous. It's a good job. Go wild, Anonymous. Go what wild. What do you add to yeah, instant water, anyway? Oh, boy. Oh, you got me there. That spiraled, boys. The deep questions. Ugly, uh, ugly, ugly. Uh, Dave's got some questions for us when, when we come back here. Not sure how you can top that, though, Dave. Good luck. Well, I don't plan to. How's that? That sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> we peaked, so you can you can tune elsewhere. Uh, it's Mackie here for Chris Lindahl. My buddy Chris Lindahl, who you may have seen, it's impossible to miss him, on all the billboards around town. And you wonder, like, why is that guy on way? That guy... That guy's on way too many billboards. I keep seeing his his face around town. Well, rest assured, the Chris Lindahl team understands marketing. They know how to market your home. They marketed my home 10 months ago, and I wound up with a much larger pile of cash with the sale of my home than I ever thought, thanks to the Chris Lindahl team. And right now through December 15th, Chris is saying thank you to the Mackie and Judd listeners in a big way for the holidays because somebody is going to win a free listing contract with the Chris Lindahl team. That means a family will get their house sold for free with the full expert marketing that goes with it. To enter this holiday listing giveaway, go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. Or call his line, 763-401-SOLD. chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. Or 763-401-SOLD. The Chris Lindahl team, number one REMAX results team. It's Mackie and Judd. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. You guys are spoiled. You guys are lucky to have these guys. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right. Mackie and Judd, superstar Mike Morris is in the house from Vikings Vent Line from the Star Power Podcast. What do you got for us, Dave? You fire up the question mobile. I can do that. I will let you know if the questions today sponsored by Pleasureland RVs. Uh, just at the top of this hour, you guys were talking a little Vikings. You mentioned Pat Shermer. Uh, he's been mentioned uh, not only by this show, but others uh, around the country as a very likely top candidate to uh, get a head coaching job. 
for next year with how well the Vikings offense has performed this year. So let's just say that were to happen. Shermer were to leave, kind of like Kyle Shanahan leaving the Falcons has happened now over the last offseason with Sarkeesian taking over. I don't need you to give me a name. Let's just say it's coordinator A comes in and takes over the the gig with the, the exact same personnel the Vikings have. If Shermer's offense is running at a 10 out of 10, what level do you think it could achieve with some other guy and some other guy's ideas? Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you just think about it, if, you know, we're, we're sitting here watching this, and yeah, the running back Latavius Murray is doing really well, and Case Keenum is doing really well, and then you realize... Those weren't the guys the Vikings wanted to play games this season. That they wanted Latavius Murray to get a few carries here and there. They wanted Dalvin Cook to be the starting running back, and he got hurt. And they wanted Sam Bradford and then Teddy Bridgewater. So to be operating at this level and to be sitting here now heading into the last three or four weeks of the season, and the Vikings offense is eighth in the NFL in yards per play. Uh, yardage, they're up there, total yardage. I mean, like passer rating as a collective between Bradford's first game and this, I think it's fifth in the NFL in passer rating. So if you brought in another coordinator, I don't think there's any way you could rekindle all of this. I think you have to give Pat Shermer his due credit. So I would say if you bring in a good replacement, if Pat Shermer is a 10 out of 10 right now, I think you'd be lucky to get back to like a 7 or an 8 out of 10 with the same collection. That's my thought. Any Anytime you shake... Shake it up or 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 uh, reshuffle the deck. You're going to get something completely different, even with the same personnel. And whether they buy into you or like you, even uh, you have to put up with that too. I mean, they they just are not going to buy into your thing, or maybe are a little bit spiteful about how you've now been assigned this new role, and you don't you don't want to do it. But it takes you about three or four games to realize that if you don't do it, you can also pick one of the next 31 teams to go play for. Which is kind of what happens if you don't want to go along with what the, what the system is. Um, so and, and you know, I mean, he's going to uh, that new coordinator is going to come in and say, "Didn't like this. I, I don't like this. I don't even know how to call this kind of offense. It's not going to be that. It's going to be mine." And now you've got kind of a reshuffle of the deck, and that's what hurts when you lose coordinators. And the only people I've ever known that have beaten that have been the Patriots. They just always find ways with new personnel and new coaches, and new coordinators to do it. So they won't get back to a 10, that's for sure. They'd be doing very, very good to get, you know, that that 7 or 8 in the first year. It's not to say that a really good coordinator couldn't come in here and get get his up to a 10 in a couple of years, but I really don't think so. Even given all the different pieces to the puzzle we have now in place, it, it changes everything. And so, if you if you think about this realistically for 2018, it's it's there's a very good chance it's not Case, it's Teddy, which means that the coordinator is going to try and do more what fits him coming off the injury. And I mean, we've seen this before. I think a six. I think about a six. I, I agree. I mean, things will change completely. You've still got the components, but this is where I keep going back to the appreciation of of what Shermer is doing right now is we've seen a lot of coordinators in this town and we've seen a lot of very average ones and this guy's really good at what he does on the fly. That's not easy. So I think it's about a 6. The uh, the best example is one that that stars familiar with. That I just looked this up the 1998 offense, Brian Billick was the offensive coordinator. If you look at that offense compared to the to the 1999 offense, which was still a pretty good offense, 
They scored 10 fewer points per game after Billick left. And then was it Ray Sherman who took over as the offensive coordinator? Because Chip died. Chip Myers di- okay. died. He, yeah, he I was, was going to well take for that, actually. Uh, Chip passed away much earlier than that. No, Chip, no, it went Billick, and then Chip was going to take the offense, I thought, I and, so. and died in March of that year of 99. And then Ray, Ray got the job, I thought. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure I don't that, remember being that way, but I, I mean, but it, Phil's right. It, it definitely it came. Billick went to the Billick went to the Ravens, yep. and then and then the and then literally it was it was ten points per game fewer, and Cunningham had to give way to Jeff George, yep. and it was still Moss, it was still Carter, yeah. still a lot of key pieces, offensive line, it was still Robert Smith, right? Yeah, I mean, it sure was, but it was it wasn't the same. No, it wasn't. I'll never forget the game where Cunningham came in the locker room at halftime in Detroit, and just looked at Denny and said, "I can't do it." He was just bugged out. He said, "I can't do it." I don't. He was scared out of his mind. What do players think of that? Was it? I mean, understanding he played forever. Or was it... He played a long time, and and he came in just rattled. And Denny got everyone up, you know, every, in the middle of the floor, and said, "We're gonna, okay, we're gonna go with Jeff." Hmm. I wonder why. Why do you think he was so rattled after such a no successful '98 season? I don't know. I really don't know. I told it's you guys, one of the craziest things ever. I thought it changed in the in in the Falcons game. I really did. I really think there's some, uh, there was something that got thought, really. there was something there was a switch that got flipped. I've never I've never watched a game where I sensed an athlete who was going so well didn't want to play as much as he didn't want he did not want to play in that second half and it was bizarre and I don't know why. Pressure, nerves, I just don't know. Hmm. It was very weird. It really was. Too no bad too. That. No uh, answer. Yeah, it was he was a good he was a great athlete. Super athlete. Watching the game last night, and the same thought came to my mind as every time when I see the Saints on TV. Is Sean Payton any good? Is Sean Payton a good head coach? Because for some reason, he just bugs me. I think he's a loudmouth, and I don't think he's any good. So I looked this up, and it just happens to be that he came uh, into his head coaching uh, spot right now with the Saints in 06. Same year, Mike McCarthy was hired by the Packers. So which statement is more true? Mike McCarthy has been propped up by Aaron Rodgers, or Sean Payton has been propped up by Drew Brees? Hmm. Um, Sean Payton, I can flat out tell you, is a first-class jerk who I don't like one bit and is a superior offensive mind. Parcells swore by him and loved him. He was a wonderkin from way back. Sean Payton's good. Sean Payton's a good play caller. He is a horse's ass as far as, as a person. But if you were to give me the choice, who who would coordinate my offense or who would call my plays, it's not close. Sean Payton. That's a really, really fun question because their resumes are very similar. Mm-hmm. And they, they both have one Super Bowl title. They both have ridden a Hall of Fame quarterback. They've both had a few seasons where they figure out the defense thing with the right coordinator and the right mix, but mostly underwhelming to really bad defenses. Um, mostly no running games. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to call it a a draw. I I'm going to, I hate to cop out, but it's the same resume. If I had to pick, I think it's a coin flip between the two guys. But I would lean a little bit toward Judd that Sean Payton has helped mastermind a little bit more offensively and and just like they've they've been a little bit more dominant offensively the Saints than the Packers. I think off the top of my head uh, over that eleven or twelve year stretch. But yeah. that's a, that's a good question. It's a really good question. I and to answer it. Point blank, it, it was which coach is being propped up by the respective quarterback that they coach. Uh, I had no question that Aaron Rodgers has propped Mike McCarthy up. No question in my mind. 
Uh, and I, I, I think Mike is a good coach. I mean, but he's not Sean Payton, and I don't like Sean Payton. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, you can just see what you can see what he's all about. Mm-hmm. But he does he does know football. I mean, I there's no question about it. He had to sort of resurrect Drew Brees uh, to a certain extent. I mean, when he got in from San Diego, he was kind of a mess. Was injured, but I've been, I, I've I've never been told a single thing other than he's sheer genius with, scheme, with, with, with offensive football. Scheme wise, uh, defensively, I don't, I don't know. Scheme wise, offensively, I don't think it's close. I think Peyton's seen as a as a genius at times, and I don't yeah. think Mike's ever been considered that. I've never heard anyone really, you know, brag about the fact that McCarthy's got yeah. this thing right where he wants it. It's Aaron Rodgers. And when the Aaron Rodgers show is over, it's over, as we know. Yeah. You know what's amazing? Now that I see this, I'm Sean, it's Sean Payton by a notch here for sure. Here are the New Orleans Saints ranks in yardage offensively since he took over as head coach. Just yardage. First, fourth, first, first, sixth, first, fourth, first, second, first, second. Game over. <laughs> so yeah, to maximize a, yeah, your yeah, offense with a Hall even, of Fame quarterback. It's not even close. And I mean, he's, he is a hell of a quarterback, too. Not to take anything away from Drew yeah. Brees. He has really come into his own since being with the Saints. Now, the Packers have, have been top 10 for the most part in those categories uh, when Rodgers has been healthy, but never first. Never first in the never league in, in yardage offensively under uh, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. So, and I, I would argue that they've always had better personnel position by position over the Saints. They've also had either Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback spot, but I think they've also had, compared to the Saints, better people around those quarterbacks, offensive line, running backs, whatever, the wide receivers. And Drew Brees has put a lot of firsts up on the board, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. that you just read off. Mike, you've been on a Vikings team like they have now, grinding for a top spot in the NFC, not just to get in the playoffs, but... You already know you're in. You've got put together one a hell of a winning streak. It's just all about keeping it going. This week, the questions were asked to Zimmer and Adam Thielen. You know, how about the winning streak? You got to love it. And the answers are always the same. No, no, we don't pay attention. Nose of the grindstone one week at a time, blah, 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 blah. What's it actually like in the locker room when you're riding an eight-game winning streak? Any different than when it's, say, you've won three out of five or it's just a grind to get into the playoffs? It's a it's an unbelievable feeling, and if you don't have the the right kind of locker room, uh, I think it goes the other way real quick. Um, but if you have the right kind of locker room to kind of police it, because Moss is running around during that that season saying, "You better get your ring sized right now, man. Get your ring sized." We're, he was he was all about getting way out in front. We're gonna run the table, you know. It's it, there's some people in there that if they could, they would just start, you know making their arrangements and, and their plan arrangements to, to, to the Super Bowl. And if you don't know what to do with all that attention and leaving the media alone and not even leave, re, really reading it at all, because if you buy into it and they're blowing smoke up your rear end, that doesn't feel, I mean, the, it, you know there's something wrong right there. And if, if you're undefeated, uh, you're probably not playing the right people anyway. You've got an easy schedule. But we were playing some pretty tough people. And we were running right through them. And I mean, I remember when I think it was Jacksonville that came into town. I think last game of the season, they had some offense and some defense, and we lit about 50 points up on them. You did. Like 50 to 10. So that we still had ourselves in check up until the last game, even. But it, it you know, and we, and we took a pretty good Cardinal field off the, off, off the, off the table uh, in the first playoff game. But, um, 
and then things happen because anything happens in the playoffs. I mean, anything can happen. Let's come back and talk more about. I mean, this team has. It's amazing. I mean, an amazing I, chance. They here. have a chance to do a longer streak than we had in '98. In, uh, Right and, and to finish the job in the playoffs. Let's come back and talk more about this team, what they're capable of. Let's spend the last few minutes. Uh, superstar Mike Morris, Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd now continue. It's that time again. On 1500 ESPN. Another reminder to make sure you are tuned in all day this coming Tuesday on the 12th from 9 a.m. to 6 for the 1500 ESPN Sports Fantasy Auction. It's presented in part by Abel Chiropractic, TCL, and Town Hall Brewery. Your chance to bid on great experiences with all money raised, benefiting Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institute. During Mackie and Judd, we've got some pretty cool packages. The Wolves package, four tickets to a game in the TCL Theater Box with Phil and Judd, plus a 65-inch TCL C-Series TV and a team autographed ball all in that package. There's also the chance to co-host Saturday Sports Talk with Judd and Pat for a day plus lunch following that show. All the details on everything we'll have, 1500ESPN.com, keyword courage. Thank you, Dave Harrigan. Just a few more minutes left here on this Friday. Vikings vent line right after the final whistle of Sunday's Vikings-Panthers game on 1500ESPN. Superstar Mike Morris. And we were just talking during the break about, you know, this is the longest win streak the Vikings have had since the 98 team that you played on. Uh, I think the biggest differences are this is more of a defensive-minded team, and that was obviously the this high-flying offense. And just on the outside looking in, this is still a week-to-week thing as a as a follower of this team here, where there's no foregone conclusion with this team that it's going to end in Super Bowl fashion, even though you're hopeful. With that 98 team outside looking in, at this point in the season, there was... As, and I was like a 13-year-old fan, but there was zero doubt in my mind that that Vikings team was going to go to the Super Bowl and then probably win it. What was it like at this point in the year, December, when you guys have a really good team and you've won a bunch of games in a row? What is that thought? Is there is there that certainty in your mind? When you have something that's almost it's virtually unstoppable from the get-go, I mean, the first possession, uh, you're lighting up the scoreboard almost at will. You're almost scoring too fast. <laughs> you know, then the other team comes out and drubs your defense for about 10 minutes, and then you get out there and you throw another touchdown, but then they're out there again. You wear the defense down that wasn't as good anyway, but it was a good feeling. I mean, you just felt like you could score at will, but, and, and they almost did. I, at that time, that was the highest uh, scoring offense at the end of that season in NFL history. So it was prolific. And we all thought that there was a good chance, a really good chance at the end of the year. I mean, after especially after like, well, the last couple of games were just like, I think we're going. Yeah, I think this could be it. And then we started taking injuries, though. Key injuries. Yep. Johnny Randall and... That Falcons game really were broken down. Yeah, we were. Well, I think we took a, a three ACLs in that one game. Mm-hmm. Do you think... What, what what would have happened if you guys had, had squeaked that game out with all the injuries? What would have happened in that Broncos Super Bowl? I think, I think you have to outshoot them. I think you have to out- outshoot them. I mean, I think you have to get them off the field one more time than, than you're taking off the field. And the offense just has to, has to outgun Elway and uh, Terrell Davis. I mean that's it. How da- dangerous of of mistress is offense though? Because that's the one thing about this, this Vikings team I really like. Their defense is really good, and and the offense does its job, and it's nice. That '98 team though is so seductive because that offense was so good. Off we go. But it, but that that puppy can disappear. I mean, you can disarm that. If you got a good defense, it's hard to, to disarm it short of guys being hurt. Offensively though, I've always thought that that's the one thing that you've got enough coordinators who can sit around and scheme stuff up to at least slow an offense that's that's as good as that one was 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, no one did. Uh, I mean, just slowing that offense down was, was a, a real task because you had so many people downfield that could catch, run perfect routes. Had We had two, I think, maybe of the best hands I've ever seen on the same team with Carter and, and Moss. And Jake Reed was really hot that year, too. Mm-hmm. He was red hot. And we had a huge tight end, Andrew Glover, who was a physical mismatch. I mean, we had a lot of things going on. Uh, an offensive line, three of them were pro bowlers, and McDaniel, Stussy, and... Uh, uh, Jeff Christie. I mean, we were rolling. We were rolling yeah. pretty good. It, it would have been pretty hard to slow that thing down. in the, And it was, even in the playoffs. To be continued with this particular Vikings team. And we'll catch you guys sure. on Sunday for Ventline. Judd back tomorrow for Saturday Sports Talk. And Star back in studio with us on Monday. Mackie and Judd.